Cam Smith's dropped a shot, so he's one shot back. There's four players at 15 under par here in the final round of the Live Tournament in Boston. Uh, and uh, Lahiri, Westwood, Johnson and Joaquin Neiman all at 15 under, Smith 14 under. Uh, last night in the Formula One Grand Prix in the Netherlands, the local boy Max Verstappen, who looks like he's headed towards a championship, he uh, was victorious. George Russell of Mercedes, Charles Leclerc of Ferrari filled the podium there. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo finished 17th. And uh, just uh, that news over the weekend that it was confirmed that Oscar Piastri, the 21-year-old Aussie, will replace Ricardo at McLaren next season. And Piastri told F1.com that he wishes Ricardo all the best and he doesn't get to choose which driver he replaces. Uh, mentioned that it's unfortunate that as a fellow Aussie that it had to be Ricardo, but such is the cutthroat nature of Formula One. If you Oscar Piastri, and particularly his agent, Mark Webber, they have played this very well. Oh, well done to the middle. And as you said, I think you mentioned it's a cutthroat industry and he was doing his best, well, the best for his client. And Piastri is an up-and-coming young driver. Ricardo was in the same situation, you know, looking for an opportunity uh, years ago. Um, and Piastri now gets a, a chance to, to drive in the F1s and hopefully he can win races and be more than competitive and, you know, potentially go on and be a, uh, a world champion. But the raps on him are pretty good. I was reading about him on the weekend, actually. And my young bike's into the, the cars. You know, mm-hmm. he, he loves the F1s. And he was telling me a little bit about him. And um, Yeah, so he's got a, a massive future. So well done to him. On the text line, Hero, my kids, Jack, for winning his under-12s grand final, even better that I was coach. Layla, for making the state team for gymnastics. Villains, the Wood Ducks that feel they need to punch on junior football. They're an absolute waste of space, says Greg at Campbelltown. Sending that one through. Uh, Heroes Melbourne Storm, horrendous injury told this year, starting round one with the loss of Welch and Jennings that people conveniently forgot. And that's a fair point. Christian Welch, yeah, you forget he's been out all season. He's been a huge loss for the Storm this yeah, he's year. He's a wonderful player. Well, she does all those little things that a front rower doesn't usually do in a game. Uh, very good at putting the kick pressure on the opposition, play one, carry. Um, create some second phase play for Melbourne, which they're desperately sort of missing. Um, and then you've got Remus Smith and Jennings, who were part of that right edge combination. Pappenhausen, um, you know, is, is out injured. But no, they, they've done really well, Melbourne, uh, given that most years we think they're going to fall apart and they haven't done that yet. But it's going to be a big ask for them to go on and play, you know, grand final this season. Because it's going to be hard for them to get through this weekend's game, you know, when they take on the mighty green machine. Well, it goes on to say mm. here, uh, Scott's text, um, villains, the Raiders, whinging about the short turnaround. Cry me a river. <laughs> they finished eighth. If the NRL said they were to play today on the dark side of the moon, they should just put up and shut up. Team in eighth deserves no favours. Scott in the Wanny sending that one through about your Raiders, Loz. Yeah, get on with a question. it, Loz. Get on with it, Raiders. Stop whinging, mate. They're not whinging. They were asked a question. Oh. And this is what I love about the Raiders. They answered it honestly. Oh, moaning, mate. Just get on with it. <laughs> Stop making excuses before the game even there'll starts. Be no, hey, there'll That's be no excuses, excuses this week. Mate, when excuses. Melbourne knock them off, they're going to be, well, we only had a short turnaround. Mate, get on with it. Yeah, get on with they it. They won't Find be losing a way. this weekend.
You rested, you rested your son, your best player. Rested. Oh, I know, I was happy. He'll be ready that, to go. He'll be ready with, to rock. I was happy with Big Jackie being rested on the weekend, along with Elliot Whitehead. Uh, but they go into this final series with plenty of confidence because their last month of football has been terrific. And I know they haven't played a lot of sides in the top eight. Are they uh, seven in, in a row? Month. Seven wins in a row? Seven out of their last eight. Seven, Seven out, out of their last, last eight. eight. <laughs> it's good mm. prep. Momentum. It's good momentum, yep. And the other thing yep. about the Raiders, uh, boys, is that they, they haven't got too many injury concerns. Mm. You know, you look at some of the other teams, they've got a few injuries. Like Melbourne this weekend, they've got injuries. Um, uh, South Roosters. and Roosters have, have injuries. There's not many squads at this time of the year that have most of their t- mm. players available. It, Penrith and Parramatta have, which is a massive advantage for both those clubs. They've got everyone fit and available for selection. Mm. So that'll hold them in good stead throughout these final series. I'm nervous well. about the Panthers. Loza- oh, I can feel a bit of rust. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I can feel a bit of rust. Yeah, oh. no, well, mate, it, it's happened before. Mate. It's happened before. Especially when you're like... That was the other thing I thought about resting eleven players last week oh, on the weekend. Sorry, your, your number one player has had six weeks off. How long since Cleary's played? No, it's five weeks, isn't it? Five yeah. weeks. So that'll be so, six by the time he gets there. Like, yeah. if anything, oh, like that's that's going to cause or no matter how good Cleary is, show me the greatest player in the world without any match fitness. You can't just walk out and be at your absolute best. Not with that amount of time off in any sport, in my opinion. Mm. I could be wrong, but in my opinion. But I just think even if with him, your best player, your most influential player, have, he's going to have rust. That's a given. I'm not sure you can afford another 11 blokes around him that have got rust. Just before we get to Roger Rashid, running a trade business isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's full of spreadsheets and paperwork. Boring. That's why you should use Fergus Job Management Software, the smarter way for tradies to make every job successful. Let Fergus make your life easier. Save hundreds of hours on admin. Get paid faster and make every job profitable. So you can focus on all the things you started a business for. Fergus, tradie swear by it. For more information, go to fergus.com. Roger, how are you, mate? How was your weekend? Very good, thank you. Lots of, uh, geez, lots of sport. <laughs> Pretty amazing sport over the weekend, wasn't there? Who's going to win the flag in the AFL, by the way, before we get to the tennis? Um, gee, I'm still uh, like Geelong. Yeah, I'd say Geelong. I like, yeah, I like them. Uh, it's a it's a toss of the coin, isn't it? I mean, you just you just don't know in those moments. We had some amazing matches over the weekend where you just couldn't pick pick a group. But I like the I like the big bodies in finals, and uh, I think Geelong have got some. Uh, uh, they might not have the youth on their hand. Obviously, they're they're pretty they're pretty well aged, but they're I like the big bodies and the experience. So I'm going with them. When you watched the finals this uh, last weekend, Rog, was that arguably the greatest weekend of finals football we've seen in the AFL? Like opening yeah, week of the finals? I think so, Lars. I mean, I just think if you liked any form of football, uh, you know, that we watch, whether it's rugby or AFL, when you when you just see finals footy where the passion and the emotion and add the crowd in, right? When you've got a full MCG and you've got big crowds and, and they're full stadiums and there's all this hyped up energy and and the play and the matches are, you know, within a couple of goals, and there are these moments everywhere. So you know the accountability of one-on-one football, uh, where you couldn't 
you know, if you're a player and you decided to slightly shirk an issue, wow, would have stuck out, <laughs> wouldn't it? Because Ooh. every single person was um, just accountable and, and all in. And I, it's funny, you, someone said to me, I, I, I was sitting on the couch with my daughter and we were watching them at all and we just thought, epic, epic, epic. And and we were, she asked me, oh, why, why didn't this happen every week? And I said, well, A, these are the best teams in, in the competition. So there's a lot of skill right across the board. Um, so teams can, you know, you've, you've actually got to go and redline your, you know, yourselves. Otherwise, you, you get found out. And um, and B, I just think the, you know, the energy of an audience, a crowd as well. I mean, you guys would have played in it. When, when there was a big crowd, whether it was Boxing Day Test or or a final, you know, football final, you just couldn't help but be there, couldn't you? You, you had to be present, didn't you? Most definitely. It was um, it was fascinating, the weekend of AFL, and hopefully that'll continue uh, this weekend. Um, Nick, this morning, mate, against Medvedev, what are we expecting? Uh, well, we're expecting a tight match. You know, again, you're looking at 24, you know, a capacity house in, in uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and then you got players that uh, love to play on the big stage. You got a you got a um, US Open champion um, in Medvedev who loves the court. So both these players love the court because it's fast. And Medvedev hits a very flat ball. Um, you know he steps in on his back and he hits a, he hits the ball flat to you. So too does Nick. So a little bit similar, except Nick has probably got in general he's got some more full time firepower off. Uh, off the back of the court, so there's a he's got a few more options on what he does with his ball. He's got different types of spin, but um, and he's got the serve. Uh, Medvedev's, you know, he's tall. He's got a big serve as well, but not as potent, uh, especially off the second serve as well. You know, um, Nick can do a lot more shaping and movement of the ball at the second court. So I think it's going to be a it'd be a classic encounter because you know Medvedev he loves the battle. Uh, he loves being in your face and. He won't step away from from Nick and what Nick brings to the court. It won't actually bother him. He's very well in his own lane, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm expecting something really tight. Do I not? I don't know. Um, no, I don't think anyone knows where it goes. But I just think if Nick serves, uh, if he has a really high percentage of serves in the in the sixties and the mid to mid to high sixties in this match, uh, I think it'll be a, you know he'll go a long way into to winning it. But you know he's going to have to do the yards when you step on the court with Medvedev. Uh, the one thing you know is that um, he makes you do some work physically um, and you're going to be out there for a, for a long period of time, so you've got to be willing. And I think you know, the nighttime crowd uh, will definitely allow for that and, and Nick's, you know, it seems like Nick's ready for it. What about Nadal, buddy? Listening to him speak after his win, he, he doesn't seem as confident as, as he normally does. And I don't know, the type of tennis he's playing, do you think he's... He's still a massive chance of, of winning this tournament. Yeah, yeah, he's, a, oh, he's obviously a chance and a, and a and a big one. But look, you know, Rafa's Rafa, I get he's, he's quite honest in where he where yeah. he sits on you know on the stage. He doesn't actually, yeah. you know because at the end of the day, when he turns out, he's still Rafa and he puts it all out there, and you've got to beat him. So he, but he's very open in the fact that this is you know it's his hardest tournament to win. You know, uh, you know, generally it's uh, it's the court's really quick. It's sort of so. It doesn't give him the time that he generally likes on a hard court. Is he playing his best tennis? No. Does he need to right now? Well, he probably needs to. This is where he generally sort of steps up and, and finds different levels. And, and again, he's one of those players that he sits in the emotion of the game when, he's, when, it's, when it's there and it's, and it's present. It's his big moments. Uh, he generally sort of 
you know, he's he's there and and and, and around the bout. So he, he plays bouncer Tiafo, who's who's a New Yorker. He's going to have a big crowd on his side. But you know, for Tiafo, you've got to beat Nadal. Um, so you know, and Rafa knows that he's he's one who definitely knows that um, you know people have got to take me on and beat me on the biggest stages. So uh, yeah, he's not hitting the ball as uh, his most comfortable, but he beat Richard Gasquet, who's beaten now 18 times in a row. Um, it really comfortably and ran through that match. His round before that, uh, he looked very vulnerable for a set and a set and a half against Bonini, but uh, this was his best tennis probably going into going into his fourth round. So, yeah, look, he's got some work to do. That side of the draw is very very well loaded as well. You got Marin Cilic, who's a former US Open champion. Alcaraz, who's a young uh, young Spaniard, and and um, Yannick Sinner as well from Italy, who. Um, who's, who's having a good run as well. So there's a lot of quality on that side of the draw. Uh, all, all those guys are guys that love playing on this fast American hard court. And so Rafa's going to be challenged. If he gets through there, um, yeah, he's, he's, going to be, you know, he's going to be hard to beat from that spot. On the women's side this morning, in fact, uh, not far from getting on court, Alia Tomjanovic is a two dollar ninety yeah. outsider against Ludmila Samsonova of Russia, a dollar forty two. How do you see this playing out, Rog? Great story, wasn't it for for Ida? I mean, Clarkie and I were uh, were all the way on um, Serena. You, know, you just, yeah, you were definitely not. You were definitely not. You were you went the Aussie and and you got your result. So so well done to you. Um, but it was a great story. I mean, the way she put herself out there and played and, and just embraced the moment. Um, Ida, I thought was outstanding. Um, and she and she played some high quality tennis. That was a really high quality tennis match. Look, she can win this match as well. Uh, her opponent has had a great run. She's won last. She's won a couple of tournaments leading in on the American hard courts. Her last tournament um, leading into this U.S. Open didn't drop a set on her way to winning her title. So, comes in with a lot of form. Beat Isla in Washington as well um, in early August in three sets. So they know each other. Isla won the first set and then lost the, the next couple. But so there's a lot of uh, form to look out for. But five foot eleven and big serve, big forehand, likes the American hard court. Um, let's hope Isla doesn't have a letdown following what she said to go through against Serena because that takes a lot of energy. And, uh, but I still think she can get an upset and, and, and get away through. So there might be a little bit there for, for the punters. Well, Rog, it's going to be a great morning. And finally, in Kyrgios, though, what, give us a prediction. How many sets? Medvedev, Kyrgios, who wins how many sets? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to lean on Nick uh, in four sets. Okay, Kyrgios, three sets to one, $5.50, something. Enjoy, Rog. We'll chat Wednesday. See you, boys. With footy finals fast approaching, it's time to crack open a couple of furfies with your mates and enjoy some unbelievable moments, whether it's bearing witness to a six-beer carry in a crowded pub. A six-beer carry? I don't know if I've seen that with success. Not on a tray. It'd have to be on a tray. Nah. Sorry, that's cheating. Uh, Fitting five mates onto a three-seater sofa for the game. We're actually witnessing footy history unravelling on the screen in front of you. Unbelievable moments pair perfectly with a furphy. Grab a case, share with your mates this footy finals. It's time for JR's weekend news to know. And JR, morning to you again. And we are locked in for the top eight in the NRL. 
And uh, what a weekend. Four very intriguing contests coming up. Yeah, certainly does. And all starts Friday night with the Panthers taking on the Eels. But the interesting one, Loz, with the Raiders having that short six-day turnaround, it was interesting what Buzz, his comments earlier in the program about how the NRL should have made that game on Sunday instead of Saturday afternoon, not just so Canberra can have an extra day's rest, but to not go up against the AFL, which is absolutely dominating in Victoria, which isn't surprising because they had four blockbuster matches. So that was just an interesting food for thought there and the Roosters figured out how to stop Latrell Mitchell with defensive line that dominated him and so they've got their rematch at Allianz Stadium on Sunday and of course the Sharks are hosting the Cowboys so we're all set for a big weekend ahead. Yeah, looking forward to it this weekend. What about the AFL and, and in particular Swan securing a home prelim? Well, that was what I was what just mentioned there, Laws, about it was just cracking all the games in the AFL. And in particular, we started with the Lions down in the Richmond by two points and then the Swans winning by 22 over defending Premier's Melbourne. I'm not sure too many people would have seen that coming. So they've secured that home preliminary final. and The Demons are now Brisbane in a do or die clash. But Saturday night was also outstanding. Geelong kicking the winning goal in the final final minutes to beat Collingwood by six points and I was watching that with my husband who was sitting there going oh the Magpies were the masters of tight finishes this season winning nine games by single digits and they just couldn't get it done on the weekend and Geelong have now won 14 straight games and the other one Frio came from behind to win by 13 points over the Western Bulldogs so all four of those matches in the AFL were just mouth-watering clashes. What about the Formula One Jamie once again a bit of spice as usual? Yeah, well, Clarkie, there's plenty going on. I mean, just in terms of the results from the Dutch Grand Prix, saw Max Verstappen take it out and Mercedes George Russell came second. Charles Leclerc finished in third. But what's been interesting off the spice is that Daniel Ricciardo, who finished 17th, prior to the race, a graphic came up labelling him as struggling again, which caused outrage on social media. But what else was picked up on social media was he was seen talking to Sergio Perez and he appeared to suggest he's going to take next year off and then return in 2024. So the whole the whole conversation was inaudible, but you could hear Daniel saying, take year off, come back in 2024, before he quickly stopped when he noticed that the camera was on him. And as we know, Oscar Piastri is going to re- replace Daniel Ricciardo. And he actually said, Daniel that he contacted Oscar just to let him know that there's no bad feelings. He understands how it all works and he knows that he's trying to make it in Formula One and he wants Oscar to have this really big moment and enjoy it and not to make him feel bad about the situation. What else is happening with some of our Aussies OS, JR? Well, just quickly, it was Jess Fox. So she's won the K1 overall World Cup title for the fourth straight time. And this was over in Spain. And ironically, she still won it, even though she missed out on the in the kayak. She missed the last race. She was in the she finished 11th in Saturday's 10 women final. And but even with all those extra points, she still got the job done with the overall World Cup title. Okay, and I'm just seeing here another Aussie OS, Cam Smith. Yeah, he's just finished one shot back. So they're headed to a playoff in the Live Tournament in Boston. Joaquin Neiman, Dustin Johnson, and a nearby Lahiri. What's he win, Cam Smith? Oh, just Go on top of the 100 probably, million US he got given. Probably a lazy few mil, Clarky. I'm not just sure what he five, gets. Can't five, see why he went at all. He'll get just over 5 million, Clarky, Australian oh, dollars. For finishing fourth. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. Go. <laughs> can't, can't see why you went at all. Yeah, no. Horrible decision. 105 yeah. million. How dare 145 he? million. Seriously. Uh, thank you so much, JR. Thanks, guys. Uh, before we get to your news, I just want to read this because, well, one of our listeners, well, he says, hey, Mido, read this to Loza. So I'm reading this to you, Loz. You're up. Boys, this crap from the Raiders. 
is a big cry. <laughs> and who cares? Penrith also have six-day turnaround too. Played Saturday night and up first Friday against the Eels. Not our fault. We finished first and rested players. Our players to uh, so suck it, Raiders. The only reason you're playing next week is because the Broncos imploded. So call Kevy and say thanks, mate. You delayed our Mad Monday by a week or two. No name to that one. But yeah, Loz. Oh, look, have some of that daily. Well, it's it's well, it's only truth. It's the reality of it. We've only got six days to prepare to take on one of the greatest sides you will ever see running around Melbourne. And the Raiders, no one will give us a chance this weekend. Everything's against us. People hate the Raiders. They give us nothing. Shut up, Ricky. Stop they give talking us nothing. like your best mate. Six days oh to prepare my. for oh, a fight. It's not river. good enough. Don't play then. Don't it's play. It's not good enough. Don't we'll play. We'll go down there as underdogs. Hard. Don't play. It's going to be nice and cold. It'll be. Oh, you're not used to the cold. No. <laughs> be slippery, slippery conditions. Oh, uh, go to the Tigers. Uh, you can come to our Raiders, Mad Monday if you want. Old Raiders. Manchester United three, Arsenal one in the Premier League overnight at Old Trafford. Brighton five, Leicester two in the other game. And uh, no Mossy this morning. He's busy, so uh, we'll hopefully get him on tomorrow. But certainly later in the week, the great Phil Moss. Uh, by the way, Celtic over the weekend four nil beat Rangers in the Old Firm derby. And uh, what a week it is for Ange Postacoglu and his team because they've got Real Madrid. The Champions League starts this week and Celtic will be hosting Real Madrid, none other than the defending champions. Also, uh, overnight in the Formula One, Jamie told us Max Verstappen won the Dutch Grand Prix. Daniel Ricciardo finished 17th in what's certainly looking like a pretty average end of the season for the Aussie as he searches for a new team next year with Oscar Piastri headed to McLaren for season 2023. Uh, In the AFLW yesterday, the Swans in their first season having a tough start. They lost to Collingwood by 31 points and GWS went down to the Brisbane Lions by 47 points in the NRLW. The Knights made it three from three to start the season. 18-16 over Para. Brisbane beat the Titans 22-4. The Roosters beat the Dragons 34-6. So it's the Roosters and Newcastle setting the pace in the NRLW at the moment. We've got a text here. What's happened to Foxy Cleopatra? Hasn't been sighted. So you tell us, Loz, where are we going to see this Foxy filly of yours? Uh, Wednesday, hopefully, you know. Um... <laughs> Just the tracks have been too heavy, um, so she has been scratched. But hopefully uh, Wednesday we will be able to get her out there on the track and see how we go. I think it's sand down, is it, Wednesday? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. she's been nommed. So hopefully she'll um, she'll race. We're starting to get that stage, we know where she'll need to run soon. I've got some great news for anyone heading to the World Cup uh, in Qatar. You can buy beer. Well, this is a, this is important because obviously being an Islamic country, uh, alcohol's forbidden. But they're saying ticketed fans can buy beer, and yes, that is alcoholic beer, not non-alcoholic beer. Um, starting three hours before kickoff and for one hour after the final whistle, but not during the match, apparently. So how does that work? So that's at matches, and apparently there's going to be fan zones where you can obviously buy alcohol as well. Imagine spending all that money to go to the World Cup. You can't get yourself a beer. 
But that's what happens when you, you go, go to watch other the countries. football. You know, you go to watch the football. You're not going there to drink. Well, rightio. Can you stare? <laughs> you should see the look on the face Are you that to I stare just had to encounter in here. We go to the football. <laughs> that will do. To me. watch what? What? You're ex- so I'm your like, first thought when you walk into a football about, no, game no, no, is to no. get a beer. Well, yeah, I think it's most people. So let's get a beer before we sit down, so we don't have to line up. But, you know, what about you before as well? Complaining about the beer prices at Allianz Stadium? What thirteen ninety five? If you ever have to buy one beer at Allianz Stadium, that will dead set do me. You will First never buy there, one I'm beer. First time there, I'm going to buy you a beer, and I'll buy myself a beer. Okay, and I will take a photo of it to show you that I've bought my own beer. You don't have to pay for them in the la- in the suites, though, do you? In the box, you don't pay for a beer there. Mm. So how are you going to buy one? Clark, you make some points. Uh, no, I'll go out there. I'm a member. Oh, you just you you actually leave the suite to go and buy a beer. So I will. Yes, I'll okay. go because I want to. Good idea. I want to go around the stadium and actually have a beer in every bar. <laughs> Oh, pub crawl. Yeah, pub crawl at the stadium. <laughs> no, I, I want to check the joint out. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it's sensational. And the feedback, um, other than the prices, of course, was fantastic views. The bars were great. Um, food was, was fantastic. Um, and it was a great atmosphere. And, and there'll be another 40-odd thousand there on Sunday, you would think. Surely. A replay of that game. But there'll be more South Sydney supporters there. Because ticketed members, it, it goes on sale for members this week. Okay. Whereas, yep. I think for the Thursday night's game, home members, uh, Friday the, nights, the, yeah, yeah. Friday night's game, the Roosters home uh, members got the majority, majority yeah, of the tickets did. because it was a home game for them. Mm. Uh, now on the text line, morning boys, hero myself taking t- Cookie's tip into Ali's tip gave me a great start to Sunday. Yep, well done there. That's Durston into Opal Ridge. Uh, both their best bets, Villain the Wallabies. And ask Loz, what was with Fletch on the Matty John show last night, grabbing Loz's leg? Loz didn't look happy. Pat from Queenbian sending that one through. Grabbing my leg. Oh, Fletch, he always grabs my leg and squeezes it, you know, like just above the knee. Oh. You know, when you're relaxed. Yeah. And then someone just – and Fletch has got the biggest Big hands. hands yeah. And his grip is very strong. So he gets me all the time. And then I sort of half – jump mm. and he does it just as we're about to go on air <laughs> what a pest. <laughs> it's a bit it's best behavior <laughs> but yeah I, i'm assuming that's what you're talking about pat yeah that sounds right um hi guys villains ivan cleary in the penrith management who rested 12 players their new south wales cup team were playing a preliminary final against the bears which they ended up winning by the way winners the players who filled in how good must their nursery be liano sending that one in um, hi, boys. Laurie keeps saying it, but does he see it? AFL week off before finals. Less games to burn out players during season. Week off to refocus and get rid of niggles. Crowds made the difference. They revved up after a week off. Charlie Cox from Yamba sending that one through. Oh, that's right. When we we're talking about the buy heading. So uh, Charlie's saying that yeah. basically the buy, look what it ended up doing for week one of the oh, AFL you, you finals. Can argue, you can certainly make that argument. You could argue that, uh, Charlie, but I'd argue the other way. Why give the advantage to some of those other teams that finish outside the top four? If I'm going to give an advantage to anyone and I want my best game to look um, uh, as the, the, the highest quality, I'd, I'd want that to be a grand final. Mm. I, I'd want my grand final teams to be at full strength rather than a team that finished 8th B 
being at full strength. I think the advantage should go to the top teams. And if you if you're going to have a buy, I've got no problem with that. But I'd prefer it personally to see it the week before the grand final. So you've got a two-week build-up into that grand final and the good sides that have made it through to the grand final get the opportunity to have all their best players available. Particularly if there's a head knock in particular where there's that mandatory stand-down period. Wait till you see what happens uh, from prelims to grand finals then. Uh, now, we've got Mark on the line. Get us. Uh, good morning, Mark. How are you? Not too bad, fellas. And yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Can you give us a hero and villain? Yeah, um, my hero... Uh, is it Fengai for St George with that cracker of a try on Sunday afternoon? Oh, yeah, Finay. Matt Finay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, passed about seven or eight of them and got to the try line. But, you know, I wish we had been doing that all year. Uh, what about the defence there, Loz? They certainly... <laughs> I think you went through more than half the team there. I think you missed, there was nine missed tackles, mm. I think, on that one uh, particular play. But, oh, look, Brisbane, their season... Started off well, and then they fell into a hole towards the back end of the season. Um, always going to be a difficult last taking on the Dragons. I thought they'd be a lot better, though, than what they were on the weekend. Um, but they look as though they just waved the white flag. Uh, as you say, Mark, give Fina credit. That was a great run. Uh, what about your villain? I've got two of them. One is that the Tigers, fair Dinkin for the last game at Leichhardt. I thought they could have done it a little bit better. Who's your other one? Yeah, uh, Laurie Daly for whinging about the the race. <laughs> Give him an inch, he'll take a mile. That's it. Was that a Good hero? Point. Hero or villain? Did you call me then, <laughs> Mark? Villain, champion, villain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, us Raiders, mate, we get no favours come semi-finals time. Everyone's against us. I want to see you walk and pay $13.50 for a beer in each bar, mate. We all want to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Out of the nisses to do it. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly right. But I'll I, I tell you what, that, it's, uh, that's a decent price, isn't it, for a beer? Oh, decent. <laughs> Profit margin. Jeez. Jeez. Good on you, Mark. Thanks for the call. Um Robbo. Hello, Robbo. Good morning, boys. How are we? Outstanding, mate. What's That's doing? Pretty sounding good. Oh, plenty. Do you fall in love with the Wallabies again, <laughs> Robbo? Did you? The Rabblies. Oh, mate. What a rabble. Mate, I'm never going to do it again. You I'm, will. I'm, no, I'm off them. Laurie, Laurie, I bet you if you go down to training today or when they train, they'll be doing sweeping backline movements up and down the field in training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They get me every time. I ride them off and I, I get into them and then they grab me with one performance and I think they're back. Yeah, they're like me curious. You're an imp. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I'm, a, I'm a curious fan. Yeah, yeah. All right, heroes. Uh, I've got two heroes and they're both coaches. I'll leave me out this week. Uh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Todd Payton and uh, Craig Fitzsimmons. Uh, how many people would have had those two clubs in the first four at the beginning of the season? Well, I had the Sharks. At first four, did you have the... Yeah, I had a little top four bet. That's all right. Yeah, no, but you had no a top four bet, but you didn't have them in your top four, did you? Well, I backed them to make the top four. Yeah, you backed them to make the top four as a speculative bet. You, I don't think you had them in your top four. Loz, did the bet win or not? The bet, yeah, well, the bet, the Thank bet you. did win. Thank but when thanks. you put your top eight in, you think you had the Sharks in it. I can't remember. I think I snuck you did, in yeah. fourth. No, you didn't have them in fourth. Didn't I? No. Okay. Right here. Sorry, Robbo. Continue. That's all right. Um, of four um, uh, you know, villains, uh, the public servants are Laurie for whinging. 
Robert, was six-day turnaround. How unfair is that heading into a final against one of the greatest teams of all time, the Melbourne Storm? And they expect us to go to Melbourne and win? It's called suck it up, big fella. <laughs> you, yeah, we're giving him no. Oh, this is disgraceful. No this is disgraceful. Needs to be an investigation. We've got plenty of calls here. Thank you, Robbo, as always. Ash, morning, Ash. Morning, gentlemen. Have a good Monday, I hope. You too, mate. What have you got for us? Uh, just a quick thing there, Laurie. Um, you know, you don't give Ben to number eight, do you? You don't care about number eight. Whoever makes it into number eight, does, we don't worry about them. So, suck it up, as the old mate just said. Yeah. Um, no, advantage. You've got to have advantage to number eight. No, this, Whoever finishes eight needs an advantage. Targeting of daily is enjoyable. Good on you, Ash. Yeah. No, just um, we uh, heroes. Though I, I loved her to start with and kind of fell off her as she got um, when she lost that US Open there a couple of years ago. But just that last game, 15 minutes, to, um, Serena Williams, unbelievable. Like that is a champion just holding on for everything. It, uh, it was brilliant to watch. Um. Me villain, I'd like to just put all the pumpkin heads that um, that will jump back onto Nick Curios's. Oh, he's a legend. He's great. He's this. He's matured. He's done all this. Just let let him lose the game, and then and he'll start spitting at his um his his box again. He'll tell the crowd that he can smell something. He'll blame everything else but himself. But all those pumpkin heads that are jumping on him at the moment because he's winning a couple of games. He's a tosser, and he'll always be a tosser. He's he's anti Australian, Jack. No way he actually carries on. But that's just my little bark on a Monday morning. I hope mm. you have a good one, boys. No, good idea, Ash. Appreciate the call. And I know we every time uh, Nick Kyrgios is a big topic of conversation, you would have many, many people in your corner uh, for what you just said. Appreciate the call. Wayne, good morning. Morning, boys. What have you got for us this morning, Wayne? Oh, I bet you're Clarkie's glad the year's over, aren't you, Clarkie? Glad the what's over? The season? Oh, with the Tigers? Yeah, mate. Yeah, well, I think we can we can pretty honestly say we hit rock bottom on the weekend. That was horrendous. Oh, you can't go any lower, mate. No, nah, anyway, I agree. You're stuck, solid. Good on you, mate. Oh, hopefully next season, buddy. Big preseason, new coach, new assistant coach. Hopefully, uh, some new players as well. Let's see if we can uh, we can turn things around. Heroes, all the fathers yesterday. Yep. For and sure. All that gear he's got, that Ramwick track manager, and he dishes that crap up on Paddy. He's getting himself. Oh, I'm I'm loath to to bag track managers. They've, they've got a tough job, and the thing is, in Sydney at the moment, is I saw a stat, in fact, in the paper the other day. I think it was Friday or Thursday that Sydney, from January to August, in that period, the most rain. In the 164 years, records have been kept. So, I mean, it's been difficult for the track for you know, the team there at, at Ramwick, Mike Wood and the team, because yeah. it, it is just nothing's gone right for them as far as Mother Nature's concerned. It has been so, so difficult. And I know we've had quite a few texts about yeah, the track. It's hard Sunday. to prepare a good track and a fair mm. track when you've got the amount of rain that we've been dealing with for oh, feels like two years and 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 over the spring carnival we're possibly going to see similar type tracks because of the weather that's mm. expected yeah you know and they're trying to protect the inside too by the way i mean you know what the rail was out seven meters or something on the weekend but you're trying to protect that good part of the track for the bigger races 
coming up, but you can't you can't win. They 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 can't win at this time of the year with the weather the way it is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's thoughts that we might need to rip the track up, but I mean, the weather's played a huge part. It has been unprecedented the amount of rain we have had in this city this year which certainly hasn't helped. Big punters post-mortem coming up. Ron Duffy is joining us. Duff, morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. What did you make of uh, the day's racing at Ramwick, considering the rain, of course, that came uh, in the 24 hours in the lead-up? We've just had a few people, you know, commenting on the track. But, gee, they've had no luck, have they, considering the amount of rain that's fallen this year? No, 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 no luck at all. It's disappointing, you know, you get to a big meeting and you get an inside bias. We always speak about it. It's the worst possible bias, but... Uh, these these rails, it's getting to the stage where it's hard to have a confident bet until after race two. You know, we got betting open on Wednesday and you're trying to read a track. I read it wrong on Saturday thinking it might be down the outside, but um, that was completely wrong. It was up the inside with that seven-metre rail as it was at Rose Hill a few, three, a few weeks ago. So the punters get very frustrated with that and they get on their high horse. And I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not one of them. So... Um, pulling the track up, I, I, I wouldn't think that, I'm, that is, we'd have to go that far because the, you know, everyone that walks the track says it's in fantastic order. Uh, but um, the bias was evident and out there for everyone to see on Saturday. The old fella, Eduardo Duff, he was pretty impressive. Fast Eddie, he is a beauty. He is a beauty. He's a an older horse now and um, they didn't go out as hard as expected there. I think a lot of people thought Malkovich would fly uh, and, and go out really hard. But when you look at the times, he, he didn't really go out that hard. So it helped Eddie, and he kept, he, he eats that sort of stuff. Why did he drift, mate? I don't know. I think maybe... I, I can understand them wanting to take him on uh, earlier in the week, thinking, well, it, it might, it's going to rain, it's going to be wet, it's gonna, the inside's going to chop out. Um, he's got to use a little bit of petrol, taking the field up to Malkovich, and then they're going to be a sit, sitting shot for a horse, maybe... Uh, like Andermatt, who's the horse they really come for. Uh, but that didn't eventuate. The pattern was in his favour, and the inside was good. So um, I, I'm a little bit bemused by the late drift. Um, I, I expected him to drift earlier in the day, but as the day went on, you thought, oh, geez, he's going to be hard enough to beat now. So I don't know. They, they took a set against him, um, and they paid the price. Zaki, uh, James McDonald, what do, you, what do you do, Duff? I mean, this is such a oh. tough decision, isn't it? I don't know what he what he's going to do. I love Adamo. He's a great, he's a mm. terrific horse. But uh, this is that was a big win. That was a good win on Saturday uh, from Zaki, considering uh, it was fourteen hundred meters. And I loved the last fifty meters when he just showed him the whip there, and he he really surged right through the line. So it's game on if they both get to that George Main Stakes and and they draw well and and you know. Zaki's up near the lead, and Animo's within three lengths. I think it's uh, it's going to be a race and a half. So the marketplace is telling you that maybe James should ride Animo, but uh, it's not that cut and dry. What about Benno, mate? Yeah, well, I think everyone, uh, including me, think it, thinks it was the run of the day. Uh, you like to see these horses come back, and he come back with a bang, and then he and he, and he proved that on Saturday with another great run. Um, considering he got that close with, the, with uh, the pattern of the day. So I was listening to Ali earlier. I think she's hit the nail on the head with the horses to follow. They, they, it's pretty obvious. You, you look for the horses that uh, overachieved out wide, and um, he was he was certainly the, the, the king of the castle. 
she's extreme was the next, and, and maybe that's what she mentioned in the last as well, Athelric, who, who wide no cover. So they're the three uh, eye-catchers of the day, I must say. Run to the Rose this week and just keep an eye out on Wednesday at Sandown Duff for Foxy Cleopatra with Loz and the ownership. He's declared it for the Oaks. So, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> oh, All eyes are on. The yeah. pre- no, don't put any pressure on yourself. No. Well, I'm telling you, Duff, I've said to Mido and I said it on the program, she will be winning. Oh. <laughs> she will be winning. What could go wrong? <laughs> Sickening. Uh, Duff, thanks so much, mate. Guys. Coming up, punters post-mortem. Huge show just after 9 o'clock. Now, I just want to read this out. Uh, villain is me. I can beat Loz's Father's Day. After receiving a nice hamper off the kids for Father's Day, my wife comes in with a card saying, Happy Anniversary. I totally forgot. <laughs> On top of that, it was the world's best present. Three grand final tickets and three tickets to Epsom Day in a box with free food and grog all day for myself and two mates. Of course I said I'd take her, but that's not her scene, so she insisted it's for me and friends. So my hero is of course her, and I've got a good and I've got a good present to find today. Very quickly. Any ideas? Forgot the anniversary. Oh jeez, just go and spoiler. <laughs> just go and spoiler. But that's a that's a fair present though, isn't it? Tickets to the grand final nips and day. Take a couple of mates. You are flying. Eating tickets for the grand final in <laughs> Epsom Day the day before. You got the it's best wife well on the sport. planet. You are, yeah, and that's a that's a good spoiling. So I don't know how you top that. Give us I don't know. Go and buy something. Go and buy a dress. She's into clothes. Or shout her a night out with her girlfriends to a restaurant or something. Yeah, it's just a good feed. Yeah, that does the job, doesn't it, Loss? Yeah, well, you could do the old darling. Or I can come for dinner with you, mm. or you can take two friends out, a couple of friends. Very good. Hey. You're experienced. Oh. <laughs> you got yourself out of trouble a few times. <laughs> oh, man, talking from experience. Ah, uh, yep. Okay, heroes and villains, we have to give a winner. I'm going to give it to Jeff this morning. Rings in a lot and we don't give him... He said, Tigers and Knights supporters were his heroes. And they, they are heroes because they turned up mm. under duress and the villain was himself and also Loz. So that's fair enough. You got hammered this morning. Well, I did. Which is, we I was love speaking that. from the heart. I was speaking truth. Mm. And when you speak truth, you know, you can hold your head up high. That's all I'm going to say. Six down turnaround. Six but down turnaround. I never understand this six day turnaround because like five days I get. But every week it's a six or seven day turnaround, generally speaking. Like, seriously. Yeah, but the poor old Raiders, we, oh, we cop it every, every semi final. Anyway, I'm sure we'll speak about this during the week a hundred times. Just kidding. Have a great day, everyone.